सहनावतो सहनो भुनक्तो that is being discussed here is the taking place of knowledge taking place of aparokshanyanam or immediate knowledge <coughs> the topic that is generally being discussed is two forms of knowledge parokshanyanam and aparokshanyanam indirect knowledge and direct knowledge now we are discussing what we call aparokshanyanam or immediate knowledge and the author is discussing what is the means for gaining this immediate knowledge or aparokshanyanam direct knowledge said vichara vichara meaning an inquiry or deliberation upon the upanishads deliberation upon the scriptures listening to the scriptures from the teacher and then reflecting upon them so this and and, and dwelling upon that assimilating that this is process is called vichara so vichara is not just thinking <coughs> it is inquiry but what is meant by inquiry inquiry comprises of all these three aspects it is deliberating upon the statements of the scriptures with the help of teacher so that process is called shravanam listening and whatever doubts and vagueness remains in the process of shravaning shravanam or listening is taken care of by what we call mananam the reasoning and finally to assimilate that knowledge to make it spontaneous make it our own nididhyasanam by alertly imbibing that knowledge so this whole process is called vichara and this is a means for the knowledge <coughs> then the question was asked what if by even listening to the scriptures etc then also the knowledge does not take place then what should we do so the answer was given that may you do it again and again <clears throat> how long should i dig to get water how long should i keep on digging when you are digging well how long should you dig until you get water and similarly also how long should you go on with this so how long should i study how many times should i study until the knowledge takes place <clears throat> then the question was asked suppose in spite of doing this for the whole life suppose that knowledge does not take place or an abidance in the knowledge does not come then what what happens to all the efforts that you have made in this life says no problem janmantare labhitaiva it will happen in the next birth thank god here there is no eternal thing you know that you die once and for all that is not the case this is uh, here if your life work is not completed in one birth that pursuit continues in another birth <coughs> and therefore maybe you will continue to pursue this in next birth also and yet in the next birth in as many births as necessary until the knowledge takes place as lord krishna says in bhagavad gita bahunam janmanamante gnanavan mam prapadyate at the end of many births that a wise man comes to know me or one becomes wise one gains that wisdom and knows me <clears throat> then some you know in in support of this view the author quoted how the text called brahma sutra which is composed by badarayana there also he says <clears throat> that knowledge should take place here only but if there is pratibandha or if there are obstacles then the knowledge may not take place here and the knowledge may take place later meaning in another birth 
When would that be? When whatever obstacles there are, when those obstacles are removed, then the knowledge will take place. <coughs> if the obstacles are removed in this life, fine. If the obstacles are removed in the subsequent life, well, that okay. But the knowledge will take place when the obstacles will be removed. <coughs> and a famous example is given of a sage whose name was Vamadeva. And it is said that he, he declared himself, he gained this knowledge even when he was in the womb of the mother. <coughs> then he declared, Garbhenusanna Anveshama Vedamaham Devanam Janimani Vishwa. So even while being in the womb of the mother, this Vamadeva declared that I know the truth about all the devatas, I know the birth of all the devatas. So, so far I was held down by hundreds of uh, shackles in the form of these bodies, hundreds identification of the body. I was held down. And now like a hawk, I have flown, I have punctured or I have penetrated all these shackles and I am free. The idea is that the sage Vamadeva declared that he gained his knowledge even when he was in the womb. Meaning, some obstacle was there, when the obstacle was removed, then the knowledge, the immediate knowledge took place. This is the idea. <coughs> An illustration was given, that sometimes we make a lot of effort to remember something, to learn something. And in spite of a lot of, lot of effort, somehow you are not able to remember, or not able to understand, or not able to see something. Either you are trying to solve a problem, you are studying something and trying to understand that, and in spite of a lot of effort, at some point in time, it doesn't happen. And sometimes it happens the next day or some other time, without an effort, all of a sudden the solution arises. Or, all of, you are trying to remember something. This is also our experience. While in conversation, you try to remember something that you wanted to say. Or, you, are, you try to remember. They say that it is... It is there on the tip of my tongue, you know, it's still, I mean, it's there in my mind, but not in my, in my words. Somehow it is there, but you, it doesn't come across. Or, I mean, you are not able to remember it. And all of a sudden you remember. <clears throat> so, wait a minute, now I remember what I wanted to tell you. See, very often this happens in conversation also. That you start saying something, and then all of a sudden you forget. And then after 15 minutes, while you are talking of something else, all of a sudden, wait a minute, now I remember. So whatever it was that somehow held that memory back, whatever was an obstacle, when that obstacle goes away, that remembrance comes. Or that understanding comes. At night you, you kept awake until one o'clock at night trying to understand something. Next morning all of a sudden things becomes clear, says, yes, now I understand what it means. Sometimes we listen to certain statements in the class and they are sometimes not clear. And sometimes we dwell upon them and all of a sudden or at some point in time, under a given situation, that statement becomes clear. In fact, that keeps on happening. Many statements we have heard in the class and thought that we understood even. But later on, the very same statements reveal different dimensions in different situations when our mind becomes clear. The idea is that there is something which, which somehow prevents us from, prevents this knowledge from taking place and when that obstacle is removed, then the knowledge takes place. In short, the process here is one of removal of obstacles. <coughs> Thus we saw the verse 36 on the page, yeah, in this chapter 9, Bahuvaramadhitevi tadanayadichet punaha dinantare nadhityeva purvadhitam smaret puman. Bahuvaramadhitevi, in spite of having learned something or studied something for a number of times, for some reason, at that time, he doesn't, he doesn't see the meaning. He does not understand it, or he is not able to remember it. On another day, without even making an effort, or without even studying, all of a sudden, the person is able to see the meaning of what he has studied earlier. <coughs> so, while he was making an effort, some obstacle was preventing from the knowledge to take place or from the understanding to take place and when that obstacle goes away all of a sudden you find the knowledge is dawned. <coughs> so many scientific discoveries also have taken place like by accident. Really there cannot be an accident. It may look like an accident at that point in time but then how come 
you know like diesel was discovered like that you know so many things are discovered like that but definitely a person was deliberating upon some problem for a length of time and then the discovery takes place when it takes place it comes all of a sudden so sometimes knowledge is compared to a flash of lightning or like winking of the eye how it takes place momentarily it doesn't take place momentarily in that sense but then one has been working on it working on it working on it and then it clicks one sees the thing <coughs> now that same discussion is continued this discussion of the obstacles which come in the way of taking place of this direct or immediate knowledge the topic is continued from the verse 37 adi shabdena parigrahitani drishtantantrani aha yadvad adhyanadishu just as in case of study etc so what is etc so verse 37 gives us a couple of other examples of how when the obstacle is removed then how the result comes kalena paripachyante kalena paripachyante krushi garbhadayo yatha krushi garbhadayo yatha तद्वदात्मचारोपी तद्वदात्मचारोपी शन काल पच्य शन काल पच्य काल पिपच्य कृषिगर्भादयो यथा जस्ट एज कृषि कृषि मीन्स दि हारवेस्ट सो वेन यू सो दीज इट इज नॉट दट द हारवेस्ट कम्स राइट राइट अवे kalena paripachyante how in course of time the crop comes how in course of time those grain become ripe and that is how you get the harvest so when you sow the seed from that time to the time that you are you get the crop or the harvest there is a period of time when the pachanam when the ripening process when the growing and ripening process takes place garbha 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 means a womb or fetus how in course of time the fetus grows into a child not from the day one but keeps on in course of time how the fetus develops into a full fledged child and thus we see how a flower blooms in course of time how a fruit ripens in course of time how the sun rises in course of time in fact most of these processes take place slowly sometimes the mahatmas also warn us sometimes we are very impatient Well, how come this doesn't take place how come this doesn't happen you know there a lot of impatience is there so they always say that good things always take place slowly and when the things take place in their own natural way then alone it is beautiful so uh, this lotus you know so sometimes they open this lotus you can open the petals of the lotus and and uh, make it appear as though it is bloomed you know but there is no fragrance in that you to allow that lotus you know to to blossom and then the natural fragrance natural manifest and so also fruit sometimes they cook they ripen these fruits by you know by this mechanism some kind of processes by chemical process or by some furnaces or what it is but there is no taste in that fruit at all there is no fragrance when if when the fruit is allowed to remain and take its own time to ripen it becomes sweet and fragrant and similarly also our mind is like that fruit see mango is a very delicious fruit when mango is raw then it is green and hard and sour and then when it ripens it becomes yellow or orange and becomes soft fragrant and sweet the very same thing which 15 days ago was hard and sour and green has now become yellow and has become ripe has become soft has become delicious sweet and so so our mind takes its time in order to really blossom in order to ripen and we have to allow that time so time in case of fruit i guess time is the obstacle and when a certain amount of time is allowed not only time but you require warmth also and you require certain conducive condition then the fruit ripens and so so when our mind is exposed to the teaching and allowed to slowly and slowly become ripe then it becomes so it is tadvat in the same manner also atma vicharopi even this atma vichar hai or this inquiry 
or deliberation upon the self, shanehi, slowly, kalena pachade, in course of time, kalena, in course of time, pachade, becomes ripe. That is why there is the expression, emotional maturity. Meaning emotional ripening, like a fruit becomes ripe or mature, so also the mind becomes ripe or mature. <coughs> so, every time we expose ourselves to the teaching, it has some effect. However infinitesimal it is, however small that effect is, which may not even be noticeable. But every time we expose ourselves to the teaching, it has some influence. And again and again we expose it to the listening, to reflection upon it, to studying, contemplation, and shanahi, slowly and slowly it creates that understanding in the mind. We have said earlier how Swami used to give the example of a Polaroid picture. You take the picture, Polaroid picture, when you pull it out there is nothing, you don't see anything. The first moment, and slowly and slowly in course of one minute or two minutes, slowly the features develop, and in two minutes the picture is completely developed. And similarly also, our mind to begin with, maybe like that blank Polaroid picture. It's not blank, everything is in there. Even though that Polaroid picture looks blank, with nothing in it, in fact the whole picture is there. And what is there, alone becomes manifest. And similarly, all those qualities are there in us. They talk of shamadi, shatka, sampatti. They talk of emotional maturity. Or shama, dhamma, you know, discrimination, viveka, vairagya, dispassion. Shama, the quietude of the mind. Dhamma, the, uh, the control of the sense organs. Uparama, a complete freedom from all these natural urges. So all of this is there in us. Except that it all has to become manifest. And thus it takes its own time to do. <coughs> so this kalena pachade, this vichara or the inquiry also gives rise to its fruit in course of time. Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Tatsvayam Yoga Samsiddha. When a person becomes Yoga Samsiddha, meaning when a person becomes perfect, perfect means pure, as a result of Yoga or Karma Yoga, as a result of Yoga also in terms of study, Kalena Atmani Vindati, then the knowledge takes place in the mind. Kalena in course of time. So, this is what he said here. Idea is that we keep on exposing ourselves to this teaching, Shanehi in course of time, vicharaha pachyade, the vichara of inquiry becomes ripe. <coughs> now again, in the subsequent verses, the author quotes from some other texts in support of the view that he has presented here. Bahuvaram vicharite vitatve Pratibandhavalat sakshatkaro najayate idiyatud vartikakarahiyapi nirupida mityaha. As we said again and again, this author quotes Vartika, this, this work on Brahadarnika Upanishad Bhashya by Sureshwaracharya. As you said, Sureshwaracharya was the direct disciple of Shankaracharya and he has written a very beautiful work and a very great work called Vartika on the verse form explaining the bhashya or the commentary on Shankaracharya's commentary upon Brahadarnika Upanishad. And from there, so then also this Vārīgyākāra says, Sureshwaracharya says, Bahuvāram vicharatevi, in spite of having studied this many a time, or many times, tattve pratibandhabala, so even though the tattva, meaning the truth, has been deliberated upon very many a time, or many times, pratibandhabala sākshātkāronajāyate, on account of some pratibandha, on account of some obstacle, sākshātkāro nujāyate, the sākshātkāraha, meaning that aparokṣa jñānam, all the immediate knowledge does not take place, this is accepted also by vārtikakāra, by Sureshvanācharya, and that verse is quoted in the verse 38 here. So the opinion of vārtikakāra is given in the verse 38. Punaf punar vichare pi, punaf punar vichare pi, trevidha pratibandhata, trevidha pratibandhata, 
ನವೇತ್ಯ ತತ್ವಮಿತ್ಯೇತತ ನವೇತ್ಯ ತತ್ವಮಿತ್ಯೇತತ ವಾರ್ತಿಕೇ ಸಮ್ಯಗೀರಿತ ವಾರ್ತಿಕೇ ಸಮ್ಯಗೀರಿತ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ವಿಚಾರೇಬಿ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಅಗೇನ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ವಿಚಾರೇಬಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಪೈರ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿಂಗ್ ಡೆಲಿಬರೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ತ್ರಿವಿಧ ಪ್ರತಿಬಂಧತ ಆನ್ ಅಕೌಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ತ್ರಿವಿಧ ತ್ರೀ ಫೋರ್ ಪ್ರತಿಬಂಧ ಟಾಕ್ಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ತ್ರೀ ಫೋಲ್ಡ್ ಆಬ್ಸ್ಟಿಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆಬ್ಸ್ಟಿಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಲುಕ್ಡ್ ಅಪಾನ್ ಎಸ್ ತ್ರೀ ಫೋಲ್ಡ್ ನವೇತಿ ತತ್ವಂ ಒನ್ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ನೋ ದ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಇದು ಎಂತದ್ ವಾರ್ತಿಕೆ ಸಮ್ಯಗೀರಿತ this has been very well explained in vartika this has been very well expounded in vartika by sureshwaracharya in short we have also the concurrence of sureshwaracharya the direct disciple of shankaracharya in this view that in spite of studying and listening again and again for a length of time because of the presence of certain obstacles the knowledge does not take place the idea is that there should there is no room for dis- discouragement or disappointment or, or frustration or whatever it is so lord krishna says sanischena yoktavya yogo anirvinna chetasa tam vidya dukha sanyoga vyogam yoga sangitam lord krishna says in the 6th chapter of gita that what we call yoga or what we call this knowledge is nothing but vyoga is nothing but the disengagement from pain disengagement from suffering that is what we call the yoga sanischena yoktavya and yoga of that nature must definitely be pursued anirvinna chetasa why without a mind so without being disappointed or frustrated so with enthusiasm one must continue to pursue this because it takes its own time to bear the fruit and sometimes we may not even know we may it may even appear to us that this is leading me nowhere or that this is not done anything to me because we might want to see the results in some tangible terms because we read all kinds of books and all kinds of miracles and all kinds of experiences we read about and we hope those things will happen to us then alone we feel that we are going some place and therefore sometimes we feel that we are not being benefited at all so it is said here that no it is a question of removal of obstacles and shanaihi pachade in course of time that process takes place <coughs> now how what does vartikakara or what does sureshwaracharya say in his text is being said now in the next seven verses that i taneva vartikani udaharati so those vartikas in the seven verses a few verses are in fact quoted from the vartika ಕುತಸ್ತಜ್ಞಾನಮಿತ್ಯಾದಿನ ಭರತಸ್ಥಿತಿಜನ್ಮಭೀತಿಯಂತೇನ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ನೈನ್ ಟು ದಿ ವರ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಫೈವ್ ದಿ ಆಥರ್ ನೌ ಪ್ರಿಸೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ದಿ ವ್ಯೂ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ವಾರ್ತಿಕಾರ ತತ್ರಪೂರ್ವಪನ್ನಸ್ಯಪತ್ತೌ ಕಾರಣ ಪೃಚ್ಛತಿ ತತ್ರೈನ್ ವಿತ್ ಹೆಫನ್ಸ್ ಟು ದಟ್ ಪೂರ್ವಪನ್ನಸ್ಯ ಸೊ ನಾಲೇಜ್ ದಟ್ ಡಿಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಸೋ ಫಾರ್ ಇದಾನಿ ಉತ್ಪನ್ನ ಉತ್ಪತ್ತೌ ಕಾರಣ ಪೃಚ್ಛತಿ ಸೊ ನಾಲೇಜ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ಸೋ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ ಸ್ಪೈರ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಎಫರ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ನೌ ದ ನಾಲೇಜ್ ಇಸ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ವಾಟ್ಸ್ ರೀಸನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ರೀಸನ್ ವೈ ದ ನಾಲೇಜ್ ಇಸ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ನೌ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಸೋ ಫಾರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ರೀಸನ್ ದಟ್ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಸ್ಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಆನ್ಸರ್ಡ್ ಸೇಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ನೈನ್ ಕುತಸ್ತಜ್ಞಾನಮಿತಿ ಚೇದ್ ಕುತಸ್ತಜ್ಞಾನಂಸ್ಟೇಕ್ಲೇಸ್ this is your question so there in the text this somebody asks a question the author replies so kutastajnanam is said if it is a question as to how that knowledge has taken place taddhi bandha parikshayat then our answer is bandha parikshayat bandhasya parikshayah bandha parikshayah bandha means pratibandha so tasya parikshayat bandha parikshayat 
we say that it is because of the elimination of bandha or obstacles. So to the question, how come the knowledge has taken place? The answer is because the obstacle has been removed. That should really give us a great comfort. This should give us a great comfort that this is a matter of removal of obstacle rather than of achieving something new. So taking place of the knowledge, moksha, liberation or freedom that we are seeking is merely a matter of removal of obstacles. It is therefore decided to be praptasya praptihi, attainment of what is already attained. So what is already attained? Like the discovering the self to be the tenth man. So even though he is a tenth man, somehow he is deprived of that knowledge or deprived of that fact because of some obstacle of ignorance, etc. And so also, even though the Atma is free, somehow I am denying that freedom because of obstacles. So our attention is only on the obstacle and removal of the obstacles. Taddibandha parikshaya, and therefore the knowledge takes place because of parikshaya or elimination of bandha, the obstacles. So be pratibandha bhuto bhavi vartamana sri trividha. What's the nature of that obstacle? That obstacle also is threefold. Asavapicha, and this pratibandha or obstacle also is bhutaha. Bhutaha means the past. Bhavi, future. Vartate, athava, or present. This obstacle can be threefold, either past obstacle, or present obstacle, or future obstacle. By past obstacle, we mean the obstacles that were acquired in the past life. Present obstacle, the obstacles that are obtained at present. And future obstacle, the obstacles that are there, which will be exhausted in future. So, obstacles that are eliminated in past, obstacle eliminated in present, obstacle eliminated in future. So thus obstacles are also uh, said to be threefold. Bhavatu evam trividat pratibandha Alright, this threefold obstacle is there. Tatakkim So what are you trying to convey to us? When you say that there are threefold obstacles, the past, present and future, what is it, what relevance does it have with reference to the subject matter that we are discussing? Or please tell us, how can an obstacle deny me? When freedom is my own nature, how is it possible that I am denied the freedom? So this is a question that arises every day. You say, Swami, that Atma is Ananda, is full, is of the nature of happiness. How come I don't experience that happiness? And that's why this is so difficult, even to understand. It is so difficult to accept, so difficult to understand or assimilate. How can I be happy? How can I be complete? Because my my conclusion that I am incomplete or inadequate being is so firmly rooted. I was born with that and in course of my upbringing also that has been emphasized or it has been really made solid that you are miserable and stupid and this, that and what not. And that's how I have come to evaluate myself. So that itself is obstacle. So because of that alone I am just denied or deprived of what is really my right this is freedom is our birthright in fact it's not your birthright it is your nature and even that nature also I am not able to benefit from on account of the obstacle so that is uh, an example is given here again quoted from Chandogya Upanishad verse 40 says Adhita Veda Veda Arthopi Adhita Veda Veda Arthopi Ata Evana Muchare Ata Evana Muchare Hiranya Nididrishtantad Hiranya Nididrishtantad Idame Vahidashidam Idame Vahidashidam Adhita Veda Veda Arthopi Atahaeva namuchare. Atahaeva only on account of this reason alone. What reason? Pratibandha sadhava devaitarraha. Atahaeva only for this reason. Meaning only on account of the fact that there are pratibandhas, that there are obstacles. Adhita veda vedas hopi. Even the person who has studied the vedas. And veda means vedanta. The person has studied the vedanta. Vedartha and the person also has deliberated upon the meaning of the Vedanta. 
So, Veda is studied two ways. First is repeating and memorizing. That is also called study of the Veda. And second is knowing the meaning. So, one has studied the Veda. Sati Pratibandhe Jnanam Naudedi. As long as Pratibandha obstacle is, so long the knowledge does not arise. And that is illustrated by an example that is shown by an illustration in the Upanishad. So, there is a reference here to a certain passage from Chandogya Upanishad. Hiranyanidhi Drishtanta. By the illustration of Hiranyanidhi, Nidhi means a treasure. Hiranyanidhi means gold. Hiranyanidhi means a golden treasure. See, in India, perhaps in other countries also, there used to be a, uh, a uh, people used to follow this practice. That they used to, there were no safe deposit walls, there were no banks. And there was always a fear of the thieves coming and, you know, uh, stealing away things. So people used to dig holes in the ground and bury the treasure. And then level up again. So nobody knows. So nobody knows that there is a treasure underneath. It's quite possible that you will be walking about it. Walking over that very treasure and not knowing that the treasure resides underneath. Sometimes it used to happen that the family is very poor. Their past, their, perhaps in their, uh, in their ancestry, the great-grandfather was a very rich man. In course of time the family has become very poor and his children are the paupers. Then somebody comes and tells them that, look, your great-great-grandfather has really buried a great treasure underneath. Don't you know about it? He says, we don't know about it. So sometimes there is a certain math, there, are, there is vidya or there are certain forms of knowledge. Like they can predict. So this is what they call Bhumi Vidya. So different kinds of these uh, Vidyas or different forms of knowledges are there. Like a person, you know, reads a palm, so palm reading. Astrology also is a Vidya, you know, is a branch of knowledge. People look at your features also and can tell, you know, all about you. There are people who can even measure your shadow, I tell you, and tell everything about you and about your future also. So all these different forms of knowledge are there and similar to Bhumi Vidya so there are some people who could tell you what is buried under the what is under buried under the soil and that is how they can there were mantras in the Vedas you find them that you can even you can even tell what kind of uh, uh, you know what kind of metals etc so are there in the in the earth and so forth so these kind of Vidyas or the knowledges were there <coughs> so one who knows that he will know that a treasure is hidden. Or somebody else, some old man comes and tells you that I know that your great-grandfather has has buried some treasure, it is under that tree and things like that, and then you discover it. Until then, in spite of the treasure being there, as long as you do not know that the treasure is there, the treasure is of no use to you. Says, Taddesa Hiranyanidhim Just as a, a, a golden treasure or treasure, you know, Nihitam so that treasure which has been buried under in the ground, akshetragnyaha upari upari sancharantaha. People have no knowledge of that field, or people have no knowledge of that 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 uh, land, and therefore they do not know that there is a treasure underneath. Upari upari sancharantaha. Even though they are walking, you know, right above that treasure, who how they do not know that there is a treasure underneath. Eva meva imaha sarvaha prajaha. In the same manner also, Imaha Sarvaha Prajaha, Chandogya Upanishad says, all these beings, Aharhar Brahmalokam Gachantiha. Says every day this all the living all these beings, all these fellows go to Brahmaloka, meaning they go to the region of Brahma. Where you know, in the time of during deep sleep. So in the deep sleep really I, the whole existence is merged into Brahman. I'm not apart from Brahma, I'm not apart from my own self. In deep sleep, each one of us experiences a happiness, which is a happiness of the self, because other than ignorance, there is no other obstacle there. But, gachantyaha etam brahmalokam navindanti. In the deep sleep, even though we are experiencing the happiness of Brahman, we do not know. Why? Because we do not know that we are Brahman. So just as even though a treasure is buried in the ground, people, in spite of living above that, they do not know that there is a treasure. And so, so in the deep sleep, we are in the treasure, namely Brahma, and still we do not know 
because we do not know that, that in the deep sleep there is no knowledge. Everything is enveloped in the darkness of ignorance. Anutayanahi pratyudaha. Because these fellows are that time veiled by ignorance. Anuta. On account of the veil of ignorance. These fellows do not know that every day they are going to Brahma. So in spite of being Brahma and in spite of every day experiencing Brahman in deep sleep, on account of that obstacle of ignorance, how these people do not know, just as people do not know that there is a treasure underneath. So how that treasure is removed from me, really, by just an obstacle of ignorance, or that Brahman is separated from me only by the obstacle of ignorance. So idea is that when Pratibandha or obstacle is there, even a thing which is already there does not become of any use to me because I do not know it is there. Idi anayashrutya padasitam So Chandogi Upanishad illustrates Every Upanishad gives their own illustrations As I said, old-fashioned illustrations In their own way they, they illustrate The problems of our life Hiranyanidhrishtantat Idamayavahidarshitam This very same thing has been shown That on account of presence of the obstacles One does not come to know this, the nature of the self Just as one does not come to know The presence of the treasure On account of obstacles so what do you do? You have to dig that. Viveka Chodamani describes it. He says, merely by repeating treasure, 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 you are not going to get it. Aptoktim. First of all, aptor, a knowledgeable person tells you that there is a treasure underneath. Khananam. Then you have to dig that. And you will find stones and rocks and things like that. Remove them all. And then you will try on the treasure. And ap, similarly also in our case, aptoktim, meaning that the wise man is to tell us, you are Brahma. And then also by repeating, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, it doesn't happen. But you have to dig in the sense that this vichara or the deliberation upon the scriptures, the deliberation upon the self, all of that has to take place. And then when the obstacle is removed, then you come to gain that knowledge. <coughs> okay, so this shows how the obstacle deprives us of our own true nature or how the knowledge does not take place on account of the presence of these obstacles. Now those threefold obstacles, the past, present and future, they are being described in the subsequent verses. Says here, the verse, So, Nanu, Atidasya Pratibandakatvam Nadrushtam Says, how do we ever find? I can understand. The obstacle in the present can be, can deprive me of the knowledge. So how is it that the past obstacle so obstacle of the past, how can it deprive me of the knowledge? Because it is gone already. So, Atitasya Pratibandakatvam Nadrushtam Atita means that which is gone by, or that which is past. How can the past, or that which is gone by, how can a thing that has taken place in the past become an obstacle today? Is it possible that something that was done in the past, or something that happened in the past, that it can become an obstacle in the present, this we have never found anywhere. So, with this doubt, the verse 41 ends as that. Again, a very interesting example is given here, you know, very old-fashioned, but anyway, very effective illustrations. Atite napi mahishi, atite napi mahishi, snehe napratibandhataha, snehe napratibandhataha, bhikshustatvam navedeti, Bhikshustatvam navedeti Gatha loke pragiyate Gatha loke pragiyate Atite api mahishi snehena Mahishi word has two meanings One meaning is buffalo She buffalo is called mahishi Other meaning is a queen So snehena On account of love for mahishi I am Arthur Harris, explained here. This Gata Loke Pragyade. This is a, a legend. Or, see, these are the stories coming down. Many stories are prevalent, which are not found in the Vedas, or not found in the Puranas, or any on any scriptural literature. And still they are coming down to us. So one of the stories we refer to. This Gata Loke Pragyade. This kind of Gata, or the stories, is being told in the, peop- in the, in the you know, among the people. That Kasidyatihi, some, some sannyasi, who has taken, who has renounced the world in pursuit of knowledge, 
and who has gone to the teacher and who is listening to scriptures for a long time and then also the knowledge does not take place. Why? Kaschidyatihi Purvam Garhasthidashayam This person was, before he became a sannyasi, he was a householder. And when he was a householder, perhaps he fell in, or not, he did not be a householder, he was whatever he was. Let's say before taking sannyasa, it seems that he fell in love with a mahishi. If you buy a mahishi, mean a buffalo, okay. If you mean by a mahishi, a queen, alright. So maybe this person fell in love with a queen, or with a woman. Garhasthidashayam. <coughs> Kasyam sin mahishyam sneham krutva. So therefore, he had this love for a certain woman. It may be queen, and that's the reason why maybe his desire was not fulfilled because it's not possible, you know, for anybody to uh, get married to a queen because already she is married. So, paschat sannyasanandram shravane pravuttopi. Then he took sannyasa, meaning he became a sannyasi, and then he went to the teacher. And then he was, he was studying the scriptures, listening to the scriptures. Shravane pravrtopi. So even though he applied himself to the shravanam, or listening to the scriptures, teneva snehena janitat pratibandat. On account of that sneha, on account of that attachment, attachment to someone that he had, attachment to his own property, or the attachment or the, the, the fascination that he had for some person, that itself becomes an obstacle. Because the mind is diverted, mind is distracted. Tattvam pratiban tattvam guruna upadishtamabhi nagnyatavan. And therefore, in spite of having been taught by the teacher again and again, this person could not come to know because there was this obstacle in his mind. What is the obstacle? Attachment. Let us say this person had an attachment for a buffalo, attachment for a cow, attachment for a child, attachment for a friend, attachment for anybody. So this thing is there in the mind, and because of that obstacle, in spite of listening to this, the scriptures again and again, the knowledge did not take place. It is said that among the people, this is something well known, that this person could not gain the knowledge on account of his attachment of the past. <coughs> One illustration of a past obstacle. How what happened in the past can become an obstacle in the present. That's the only idea. How that love or, or affection that took place in the past, how the samskara or impressions have remained in the present, and how those things become an obstacle in the present. So, atite nabi mahishi snehena pratibandataha. On account of the obstacle in the form of sneha or the attachment, Therefore, bhikshu, meaning this mendicant or a sannyasi, tattvam naveda, he did not know, come to know the truth, iti gatha loke pragyate. This kind of a story is, is current in the people. <coughs> Na purana adishu patyate. Idea is that this story is not found anywhere in the purana. It is found only, you hear it from other people. <coughs> Tarhi tasavidasya tasya katham jnanotpati. All right. Suppose this person, this renunciate had this kind of an obstacle in the mind because of which the knowledge did not take place. Kasam jnanotpati. Then how would the knowledge take place? Or how did the knowledge take place in case of this person? Ityataha. When this question is, it is answered in the verse 42. Anusrutya gurusneham. Anusrutya gurusneham. Mahishyam tattva muktavan. Mahishyam tattva muktavan tato yathavad vedaishah tato yathavad vedaishah pratibandasya sankshayad pratibandasya sankshayad Guru Mahishyam sneham anusrutya then the teacher found out this perhaps by talking to him and whatever the teacher found out that this person had this attachment for someone. Guruhu meaning tasya tattvopadeshta. The teacher who was teaching him this, tadiyya mahishi mahishi sneham anusrutya, when, so tasyameya mahishyam, so when the teacher found out that this person had this kind of attachment for the sannyasi or renunciator or the student, disciple, had an attachment for the person, 
tasyamev mahishyam tattvam tan mahishy upadikam brahma uptavan. Then you know what the teacher did? How did the teacher resolve his mind? Teacher said, okay, you love this person. All right. What is that person? What is it that you love in that person? Is it the body that you love? What is the body after all? This is another style that the Indian scriptures employ. What is the body? Made up of what? Body is nothing but a package. Of what is packed inside? Nothing but the bones and the marrow and blood and flesh and that's all there is. Is that the packet, you know, that is what you love? It's not really. Suppose that packet was given you separately, you know, packed well. Would you ever love that? No, no I would not love that. Swami used to say sometimes, one, you know, says, suppose all these, there are six buckets. In one there is blood and one there is flesh and all this stuff, you know. So that is the kind of stuff that is in there actually. So one whom you love, this body which is so much an object of love, what does it actually contain? All that stuff is that what you love? No, no, that's not what I love. Then what do you love? This, this, the pranas you love? No, that I don't. That's only nothing but the air, you know, moving up and down. Is that what you love? No. That mind is what you love? That's all these emotions and, you know, these doubts, etc. Is that faculty you love? No. Intellect, is it what you love? Is it its own limitation? No. You know what you love? When you love that person, what is really the focus of your love? That because of which the person is this person. That which is the mind of the mind, the prana of the prana, the eye of the eye, the ear of the ear, that is what you love. You think that you love this body. You think that you love this personality. But really, it is a person that is what you love. So every per- every individual is a combination of what you call the person and the personality. All we can see and contact is a personality. Because person, we cannot come in contact with, it is not available for any transaction. And what everyone loves is that person. But then, not knowing that, our love is all showered upon the personality. So teacher thus revealed to him the nature of that person for whom this person had attachment. Tattvam mahishyam tattvam tan mahishy upadikam brahma uktavan Really it is Brahma alone in the upadi of mahishi. What you love is Brahman which manifests in the form of this name and form. So, Brahman conditioned by the name and form is a person or any object. And therefore, what is really loved by you is Brahman and not that name and form. Not knowing that it is Brahman which is manifesting the name and form, is Brahman because of which this one has existence, because of which this one reveals, shines, because of this one is dear. What makes this body an object of love? The self. What makes this body an object of knowledge? The self. What is it that sustains the body? The self. So it is self really which is asti, bhati and priyam. That sat, chit and ananda really is the self. And that is what you love. So when the renunciate could see, the student could see this, when the disciple saw this fact, then his attention, the focus of his attention changed from the personality to the person. And that's it. Then there's no problem. Anusrutya guruhu sneham Mahishyam Tattva Muktavan Sneha Guruhu Sneham Anusritya When the Guru found out about his attachment Mahishyam Tattva Muktavan Then the Guru told him about the Tattva or the truth about that Mahishi about that person or the object of his attachment Tataha Yathavat Veda Eshaha Pratibandasya Sankshayat Tataha thereafter Sopi the disciple also Mahishi sneha lakshana pratibandaka apakamena. When that obstacle, really what kept his mind, really what comes in the way of our understanding is only all these obstacles. As somebody said yesterday, all this baggage, you know, which is there in the mind. So, all kinds of baggage we have in our own mind. And that alone really sometimes distorts our perception. And as we will say in the next verse. So, some of these things which have been inherited from the past. And everyone has inherited. And not only have we inherited from this birth, in fact we have inherited from the past births also. It is at the moment current and it is customary to say that whatever problems I have are due to my parents and my, because of my mother and father and this and that. But here it is very clearly said that whatever problems I have is because of my past actions. 
And it is because of my past actions alone that I was born to a certain parents, you know. I myself chose that place to be born there and so on and so That's how the explanation is given. And so that our attention, otherwise our mind always is distracted. And I think my mother and my father and my this and my that, all these people are... So my anger and all these things are towards them and it can never be resolved. On the other hand, we are told this prarabdha, meaning it is our own past actions and whatever past we had in the past birth. Really, it is, 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 is cause for the problem. Nobody else should be blamed, nor should we be blamed. And so we are, we can, we can resolve or we can, we can deal with that. <coughs> anyway, so it is interesting how this text, which is an old text, also talks about this kind of problems in the mind, and this becomes the obstacle in clearly understanding and, and seeing the truth. And when the obstacle went away, when the teacher dealt with it or made him see that the object of love really was Brahman alone in that particular form, and then that attachment went away. Pratibandhasya sankshaya. When this pratibandha or obstacle went away, Guru pratibandhaka apagamena, Guru padishtam tattvam yathavat shastrakta prakarenaiva gnyatavanitya yathavat veda. Then the disciple could see the truth as unfolded by the teacher, as as unfolded in the scripture. So, in short, this is the story. So the question was, how can what happened in the past become an obstacle to knowledge? In this manner, that what happened in the past, or what we did in the past, that forms certain kind of patterns of thinking, and certain patterns of, you know, and all those things sometimes prevent us from object being objective. So very often we are not objective. And therefore we are not able to evaluate what we hear or what we study in an objective manner. And that alone is what is called emotional maturity, meaning being objective. <coughs> so here the obstacle is called emotional immaturity, meaning the mind is not ripened to the emotional maturity and that is what also needs to be dealt with and when that obstacle goes, then the knowledge takes place. <coughs> okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantavunafunaha Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtai Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om